You'll open your Bibles with me this morning to Colossians. Colossians, the first chapter. We'll start reading at the 14th verse. Colossians, chapter 1, verse 14. In whom we have redemption, that's talking about Jesus, through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on the earth, visible or invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, All things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the the firstborn from the dead. That is, that in all things he may have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell. And by him he reconciled all things to himself, by him whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. Heavenly Father, we ask that you would add your blessing to the reading of the word this morning. Father, We're going to be looking at the cross this morning. We're going to be contemplating the blood of Jesus Christ. We're going to be preparing to come to the communion table. And Father, we ask that your Holy Spirit would move mightily amongst us. That God, you would unstop our ears and soften our hearts and God, let the work do the uh, word do the work that you have meant for it to do. That Lord, each one of us might be edified in the body of Christ. That we might have a greater appreciation for the blood of Jesus. Father, may your anointing now rest upon all of us, and may this pastor be under that anointing to bring forth this word in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, one of the most wonderful statements, I believe, anywhere in Scripture is right here that, uh, in the passage that I just read. If you will kind of look at that passage, you'll note that it begins and it ends with a reference to the redeeming blood of the cross. The wages of sin is death, and all those who are not uh, reconciled to God through, through the blood of Jesus Christ are represented here as dead while they're still alive. And there's two vitally important questions that I would like to put before you this morning. First one is, What does the blood of his cross mean? 
You see, the blood of his cross must be distinguished from the blood of every other cross. He wasn't the only man that ever died on a cross. The blood of those who were crucified with Christ, the thief on either side, availed nothing. If the blood of all humanity was to be spilled upon a cross, it could not atone for one sinner. The emphasis that we're making this morning should not be on the cross, but on the fact that it was his cross. It represents all that he was in his holy humanity. It represents his dignity, his glory, his honor. And all of this was sacrificed on the cross. The life is in the blood. And what a life it was. What a life it was. I want you to just, as we're talking about this blood this morning, I want you to think of that life that was given on Calvary's cross. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All the preciousness, all the immeasurable worth of his life is what is represented in the blood of Christ. The pouring out of the blood on the cross was the pouring out of his soul. He gave himself for us. How many of you know that that wasn't a, an easy thing even for the Son of God to do? He gave himself willingly. No one took his life from him. He gave it willingly for you and for me. He died that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. Yet it's not the value that we place on the cross, but it's the value that God places on that cross that's really important. Which brings me to the second question. What has the blood of the cross secured? First of all, it's secured propitiation. First John, chapter 2, and verse 2. And he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, 
but also for the whole world. That doesn't mean that the whole world's going to accept it. But the price has been paid, and so whosoever will may come freely to salvation because Jesus Christ has paid the price. Propitiation means to appease because of Christ's sacrifice. The benefit of Christ's death for man. He himself is the atoning sacrifice or covering, and that's the word in the Hebrew, it means covering, just as the uh, mercy seat covered the, the things that were in the Ark of the Covenant, so his blood covers our sin. In other words, our sins are covered by the blood of Jesus. And so when the, when the enemy comes and he brings your sins to mind, remember this. God does not see that sin. He sees the blood of Jesus Christ if you accepted Jesus as your Savior. Hallelujah. Secondly, it brings redemption. The blood of Jesus is not only a covering for sin, but it's the ransom price that was paid. And Peter puts it this way in 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19. Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver and gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as the lamb without blemish and without spot. You were redeemed with the precious, and I can't overemphasize that word precious, the precious blood of Jesus Christ. We are not worthy of one little droplet Yet God freely gave it. Oh, hallelujah. Turn with me to Titus chapter 2. We're going to be looking at a, quite a few scriptures this morning, and I, I can't overemphasize how important it is that you see the scripture for yourself. Titus chapter 2, verse 11. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should be soberly, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the hereafter. In this present age, it says. Now, looking for the blessed hope. What's the blessed hope? Jesus is coming back. 
and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself a special people zealous of good works. Well, I'm telling you, that little scripture right there is packed. It says so much in so few words. Hallelujah. You know, there is no church of God apart from the purchasing blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't have to turn there, but you can if you want to. Acts 20, verse 28 Therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseer to shepherd the church of God which he purchased with his own blood. We have that in common this morning. I was, I was living in sin. And Jesus Christ bought me back and gave me the power over sin. It was with his own blood that he purchased me and made me a part of the church of Jesus Christ. Amen? We're a blood-bought church. You're not your own. You have been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which is God's. We can't live any longer the way we want to live. We've got to live for Jesus because Jesus gave his all for us. We need to give our all for Jesus. Thirdly, the blood brought us forgiveness. The blood of Christ has not only provided a covering for sin, as I already said, the mercy seat covered the tablets of the law, which we all break. How many of you here have absolutely kept every one of the Ten Commandments? And yet, God's Word says if you break one, you've broken them all. We all stand convicted before God. There is none righteous, no, not one. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And yet there's forgiveness. It paid the price sufficient to ransom the sinner and also forgive the sin. Ephesians 1.7 says, in him we have redemption through the blood, through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Did you hear it? We have forgiveness through the riches of his grace. We don't deserve it. God gave it to us. What a gift. I have forgiveness for my sins just because God loves me. 
just because he wanted to do it. Hallelujah. He bore our sins in his own body on the tree. Our sins caused the death of the Son of God. Let me say that again. Our sins caused the death of the Son of God. Now all that believe are justified from all things. Acts 13. Verse 38 and 39. Therefore, let it be known to you, brethren, that through this man is preached to you the forgiveness of sins. And by him, everyone who believes is justified. Everyone who believes is justified. Just as if you'd never sinned. You are justified from all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. Hallelujah. Praise God. Them Them words ought to be music to your ears. What a wonderful feeling to know that I don't have to be guilty of sin anymore. I have forgiveness through the blood of Jesus Christ. And if I will confess my sins, he is faithful and just to forgive me my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. Which brings me right down to the next point. We have cleansing through the blood. In Isaiah 1.18 it says, Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be white like wool. Hallelujah. Hebrews 9 and 13, if you want to turn there. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of heifers sprinkled the unclean sanctified sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? If, if the blood of bulls and goats and red heifers could do anything, how much more can the blood of Jesus Christ do? Amen? Oh, hallelujah. You know, they had to come back year after year after year and make sacrifices. But he, once for all, 
that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Hallelujah. He's cleansed us. God doesn't see our rotten old sins anymore. The blood brings peace. The struggle between the between our sin and and ourselves, the struggle between our righteousness and the righteousness of God, it's all over with. You don't have to struggle anymore. This is not a life of do's and don'ts. This is a life of faith. The just must live by faith. Faith in the risen Savior. Faith in the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I don't know where people get the idea, well, you know, those Christians, they can't do this and they can't do that and they can't. Hey, I can do all things through Christ. The only thing is, there's a lot of things I don't want to do. Jesus has set me free. He who the Spirit has set free is free indeed. Amen? I'm not bound. I'm free. Glory to God. There's just some things that I don't care to do anymore. I used to be, uh, well... They say that an alcoholic is one that blacks out and goes for long periods of time. That's one of the symptoms of alcoholism. Well, then, brother, I was an alcoholic. But God has set me free. And they tell you that can't have a cure to it. Sure it can. I don't have to be bound by drinking anymore. I found something much greater than alcohol. Hallelujah. I get drunk on the blood of Jesus. I've got peace with God. Peace with my neighbor. Peace with myself. Isn't it wonderful? Hallelujah. It's a peace that passes all understanding. And people that haven't ever accepted Jesus Christ don't know what that means. They don't know it until they've experienced it. Then it, there's the nearness. Ephesians 2.13. Hold your finger in Hebrews because I'm coming back. Hebrews 2.13. But now... In Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been made near by the blood of Christ. Do you, do you have any idea what that's saying? I was not a part of the family of God. I could not draw near to God. My sins kept me at a distance. But now, through the blood of Jesus Christ, I am able to go right into the Holy of Holies. I'm able to come in the Spirit of God. I'm able to come before a holy God. And I'm able to ask whatever I will. And Jesus makes intercession for me. I, I can have the presence of God on a continual basis. It's Christ in me. 
the hope of glory. I'm indwelt by the Spirit of God. I have a continual communications with God. Nearness. What sin does, the blood of Jesus Christ undoes. Hallelujah. Just as light removes darkness and We have the blood that removes distance. Oh, I tell you, there's nothing any greater than the presence of God. How many enjoy the presence of God? Oh, I think it's one of the greatest parts of being a Christian is to enjoy that presence. That nearness, that oneness. There's liberty, as I've already said. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 17. Then he adds their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Now where there is remission of those there is no longer an offering for sin. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holy, holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and a living way which he uh, consecrated for us through the veil, that is, his flesh. He made a way for us. We've been set free. We have a new life. We had a new beginning. Hallelujah. We're going to come to the communion table, but first I want to ask this question. Perhaps there's someone here this morning. You've been feeling guilty. Right now, <clears throat> you don't know whether you really want to come to the communion table or not because of your guilt. But I want to tell you something. That blood was given for sinners. And there's forgiveness through the blood of Jesus Christ. Maybe you've never experienced that forgiveness. Maybe you've never given your heart to Jesus. But you'd like to this morning. We're going to wait a moment while everyone's praying. And I want to tell you, there's not one person here that's any better than you are. We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and every one of us had to come and say, Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins. 
I want your forgiveness. I want eternal life. I want to be your child. I want to know that liberty that the pastor talked about. I want to know that peace that passes understanding. I want to know that power. Is there anyone here this morning that would like to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior? Would you just raise your hand right where you're at? That I might see that hand and pray with you. If you've never accepted Jesus, now's the time. This could be the first day of the rest of your life. Hallelujah. I want everyone praying, please. It's so important. Don't be looking around. Pray, please. I'd like to also ask if there's someone here that you've had unforgiveness in your heart and you want the blood of Jesus to take that away. Unforgiveness for a brother, sister, neighbor, someone on the job. You've had a sin in your life, and it's been a secret sin to this point. But this morning you want to confess to Jesus and you want forgiveness for your sins. If you're one of these people I'm talking about, would you just raise your hand and then put it down again? Yes, I see that hand. We need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit before we come to this communion table. You know, the, the person that thinks that they have no sin are deceiving themselves. That's what we're told over in John. You make God a liar. I just want to see how many are really sensitive to the Spirit this morning. Yes, I see that hand. Yes, I see that hand. Hallelujah. Yes, thank you. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to make you stand up and come to the front. I just want to see your hands. I was touched by this message this morning, and I, I know what you're talking about, Pastor, and I... I acknowledge my sin this morning. I, I'm going to put it all under the blood. Yes, I see that hand. Hallelujah. Very important. Very important that we have the right attitude when we come to this communion table. I'm going to ask that the elders would come and prepare for communion. Everyone else, I want you praying. I want you to have... Pray that God will let the Holy Spirit just reveal all these things that are unwanted in your life, that you might confess them before God this morning and have forgiveness.